episode is sponsored by Trails Clothing. Head on over to trailsclothing.com and use my promo code HARMONY for 15% off your purchase. Trails Clothing is inspired by music and art, a little bit of southern style with that rock and roll flair. Head on over to trailsclothing.com and check out all they have to offer. Again, that is trailsclothing.com and use my promo code HARMONY for 15% off your purchase. I hope this bonus episode for the week is finding you in good and chipper spirits. Hey, if I'm sick and I'm over here being happy, you can too. Or like, fake it till you make it, something like that. Something motivational, I don't know. Anyways, welcome to this bonus episode of What the Actual F. I thought it would be super rad if I released a second episode this week since I did not release one last week. So, for all of you first-timers, welcome. As stated, this is the second episode for the week. You should go back and check out the first one, and while you're at it, listen to all of the others. But don't leave now, listen to this episode first. And also, for the newcomers, hi, my name's Harmony, and I'm your host. If you can get past all of my weird and strangeness, you may in fact enjoy this episode. So, lovely to have you here, and welcome. And to all of you who listen to every episode, I want to say I love you. You guys are the real MVPs. Also, I want to give a big shout out to Trails Clothing. Thank you so much for working with me and giving an amazing offer to all of my listeners. Guys, don't forget to please check out trailsclothing.com and use my promo code HARMONY for 15% off your order. It really helps me a lot and it allows me to continue to create this content that you guys love so much. So go check out Trails Clothing and treat yourself. Clothes. Treat yourself. Fragrances. Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself. Mimosas. Treat yourself. Fine leather goods. Treat yourself. It's the best day of the year. The best day of the year! So, treat yourself and head on over to trailsclothing.com. Alright, so what are we talking about in this episode? I'm sure you're probably sitting there like, alright, so like, what is this, another true crime case harmony? What you got for me today? Well, today, we're gonna go to Disney. That's right, we're gonna head on out to the happiest place on Earth. Except for us, this is not going to be a happy experience. When you think of Disney, you think of all things happy and magical. Though, as you become an adult, you learn just truly how dark Disney really is. I'm not even gonna touch the Disney Channel and their dark, dark discrepancies, but maybe in a future episode. For this one, we're gonna go to Disneyland. That's right guys, today we're going to Disneyland. We're gonna head over to the Disneyland Park in Anaheim, California, but we're not going there to enjoy any rides and see all of the magic it has to offer. So put away your Disney signature books and let's begin. Today, we are gonna discuss one of the most tragic deaths at Disneyland, the infamous death of Deborah Stone. (music) 
Let yourself go into another exciting world of rollicking pirates, unbearable baritones, mermaids and sea serpents, and the liveliest spirits around. It's all just a short trip away at Disneyland. And you couldn't find a better time to visit than right now. Because there's plenty of room to enjoy all your favorite adventures and attractions. So let yourself go to Disneyland. Disneyland and Disney World may be known as some of the happiest places on Earth. However, they do have a few very dark tragedies. And this leads to several ghost stories. That's right, the happiest place on Earth is supposed to be extremely haunted. And I'm not talking about the haunted mansion. I'm talking real boos and ahs spookies. The ghostly kind. The story I'm going to tell you today also can be included in one of these haunting tales around Disneyland. Now many of the ghostly stories you hear when it comes to Disneyland are all based on urban legend. Except for this one. If you live in California or near Disneyland or even if you have visited the park, you may have grown up hearing tales about a girl who haunted the once American Sings or the Carousel of Progress. Now neither of these attractions are still there. However, the Carousel of Progress is located in Florida now. For those of you who have no idea what the Carousel of Progress is, let me explain. Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress is a rotating theater audio animatronic stage show attraction and it is located in Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom theme park in Walt Disney World Resort in Bay Lake of Florida, just outside of Orlando. That's right, everyone seems to think that Disney World is in Orlando. No, it's in Kissimmee. But it's okay, if you don't live in Florida and you say Orlando, no one's gonna judge you. Just like you'll hear a lot of people say they're from Tampa, when in fact they actually live in Plant City, Sefner, or Brandon. However, most people do not know of these cities, so they choose a larger city that the rest of the country is very aware of. I mean, let's face it, everyone knows about Florida. Maybe not the cities, but they know about the people. Sometimes I'm ashamed to say that I'm from here. <clears throat> let's continue. So the Carousel of Progress was created by both Walt Disney himself and Wed Enterprises. It was the prime feature of the General Electric Pavilion for 1964 New York's World Fair. The attraction was then moved to Tomorrowland at Disneyland in Anaheim, California, and it became known as the Carousel of Progress. It remained there from 1967 until 1973. It was then replaced by America Sings in 1974 and reopened in its present home in Magic Kingdom in 1975. This ride is steeped in both nostalgia and in the past. So, like, futurism. Kind of like Back to the Future. You know, watching a movie from the 80s describing what it's going to be like in the 2000s. Except it's like super off. Yeah, kind of like that. The attraction's premise is to explore the joys of living through the invention of electricity and other technological advances. And it's done in this, like, typical American family style. Which, at this rate, I don't even know what a typical American family looks like, but apparently Disney does. The Carousel of Progress holds the record as the longest-running stage show in the history of American theater. It is one of the oldest attractions in the Walt Disney World Resort. It is also the oldest attraction at Walt Disney World to have been touched by Walt Disney himself. So now that you know all about the Carousel of Progress, and that it did become America Sings, 
let's go ahead and discuss why I just spent so much time telling you about this attraction. Put on those mouse ears, guys, because here we go. One of Walt Disney's personal favorite attractions still operates to this day, the Carousel of Progress. To understand this classic Disney favorite, we have to go back to the early plans for Disneyland. Walt Disney had always wanted to showcase the technological progress of the American home and developed Edison Square in the 1950s. Edison Square was to be an entire land at Disneyland and would have basically been a long walkthrough attraction consisting of four parts. The American home before electricity, the American home at the advent of electricity, contemporary living, and life with electronics. Edison Square would have sat between Main Street and Tomorrowland, but for reasons that are largely unclear, it was never built. The Edison Square concept eventually became Progress Land. Progress Land was a rotating theater attraction sponsored by General Electric at the 1964 and 65 New York World's Fair. Guests would sit in one of six theaters that all rotated around a circular center section consisting of four different animatronic performances, all happening at the same time. After each four-minute performance, some guests would enjoy the next performance, some guests would leave, and others would enter. This design was ingenious. It allowed for a large number of audience members and was constantly rotating people in and out of the experience without the need for long wait times. The four performances of Progress Land were musical numbers performed by animatronic figures and were based on the four sections of Edison Square. When Walt Disney was asked how he conceived the idea for Disneyland, he said that he imagined that there should be a place where enchanting memories and moments can be spent with parents and children together. A place that is happy for everybody. Although this was a very tangible idea, it's a bit more complex than that. Enchantment and magic can be a very fatal job. And at Disneyland, the formula for making dreams come true includes not only a little bit of pixie dust, some fascinating props, and some amazing rides, but it also includes the arduous work of very mortal beings, performing in a risky world where sometimes things go gravely wrong. And that is exactly what happened to a promising young girl on the verge of having the world at her feet. Her dreams were cut short on a very, very dark day. No one will ever know what actually happened to Debbie. Whether it was some sort of fatal misstep, it could have just been sheer negligence on the park's behalf. Maybe she wasn't paying attention. Or, as some have stated, maybe someone pushed her. But I'm getting ahead of myself. First, let me introduce you to Debbie Stone, the victim in our tale today. Deborah Gale Stone. She was the firstborn to Bill and Marilyn Stone. She was born on June 18, 1956 in Santa Ana, California. Described as being beautiful and extremely talented, she excelled in academics as well as athletics. She was even said to be exceptionally gifted in track and swimming. Deborah would go on to graduate from Santa Ana High School with top honors and would receive the principal's award for her outstanding accomplishments. So like, Deborah was kind of badass. Anywho's, after high school, she enrolled herself for freshman year at the Iowa State University. And just like many teenagers in this time, they had a dream. A dream to work in the land of dreams. She wanted to work at Disneyland. So in order for her to save for her college tuition, she applied for a summer job at Disneyland and soon landed herself with one of the most coveted jobs there, that 
of a Disneyland hostess. But little did Debbie know that receiving her dream job would be the first step to her gruesome death. Oh, yeah, sorry. Possible jump scare there. <clears throat> sorry about that. That really wasn't my intention. But I'm sure a few of you were not expecting to hear that blood-curdling scream, and you may have jumped. What you just heard is audio of a pretendo moment. A reenactment or pretend instance, if you will, of a very real moment. That would be exactly what bystanders heard during a very fatal night in July of 1974. But uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go back a little bit further. At Disneyland, a major ride called Carousel of Progress was redesigned to become a new attraction. You guys probably know what I'm talking about, right? Because like, if you've been paying attention at all in this podcast, then you've heard me say Carousel of Progress turned into America Sings. But in case you were half asleep, this is what the ride would become. On June 28, 1974, an automated musical extravaganza that paid tribute to musical history of America debuted. This ride featured six stages in the central nucleus of the building. For those of you who don't know what nucleus means, it's the center. It's just a fancy, smart word, because I like to sound intelligent, e even though I'm not. <clears throat> okay. These six theaters rotated around in a sequence so as to allow the theater audience to experience each popular performance in succession. Sequence, by the way, means uh, one after the other. Yeah, I'm not talking about the shiny material on your grandma's jacket. The performance would consist of a 24-minute show featuring four big musical acts with a medley of period tunes sung by animated animals. So you guys remember Chuck E. Cheese, like when we were kids. And when I say we, I'm talking about like in your 30s. I'm not talking about the, the 22 year olds out there. So when us 30 year olds were kids and we went to Chuck E. Cheese, there was this terrifying band of bears and they sang to you. While you sat in a room with a bunch of other screaming kids terrorizing their parents, watching what looked like drunken animatronics sing songs. Half the time, their eyes were rolling around or they were winking at you, and it was just fucking creepy. It was, it was creepy. But I don't know, maybe you guys like that shit. Anyways, that's exactly what this was like. 
During a show, it was the job of a Disney hostess to stand on the left side of each stage. They would stand and greet the audience at the start of each show, and then bid them farewell at the end. The only issue is that in the previous ride, the Carousel of Progress, the theaters moved around the nucleus in a clockwise direction. This meant that the walls on the left-hand side of the stage moved away from each other. But in America Sings, the rotation was reversed. Because, you know, if it ain't broken, well, you might as well break it. So they did a little bamboozle and reversed it. This meant that the walls moved toward each other on the left-hand side of the stage and then they would close in order to place a separate barrier between each theater. This way, the audience's experiences were not tarnished from outside noise of the other musical numbers. However, this did make this contraption a lot more dangerous to those who stood on the left side. So obviously, the hostesses that would be working were very aware and kept a distance, except for on one fateful night in July. On July 8th in 1974, Debbie Stone had an evening shift at America Sings. While she was on her way into work, she contacted her parents to ask them something. She let her parents know that she was madly in love and asked for their permission to get engaged to the man that she adored. Her parents were elated. Of course they said yes because they just wanted their daughter to be happy. So ecstatic and smiling from ear to ear, she went in for her shift. So a little bit later, roughly around 10.30 at night, when the last show was just ending and the stages were shifting back into position, which usually takes about 45 seconds, a guest from an adjacent theater heard a blood-chilling scream. Immediately, he and operators of the ride rushed to the scene and they were greeted by something gruesome and downright horrifying. There was Debbie Stone, and she had been crushed to death between the walls of the two theaters. Now, to this day, no one knows exactly what went wrong. Of course, there are numerous theories about her death. You can do a little Google search yourself and read all of the things that countless people around the world have thought could have happened. Some people believe that maybe she was leaning too close to the next stage in order to talk to a fellow cast member and just got caught. Or maybe she attempted to jump from one stage to the other. Maybe she was even just distracted. After all, think about your day-to-day -day life. How many times are you just accidentally distracted? It's kind of a common thing for us. Ooh shiny object. Sorry, where was I? So maybe Debbie did get distracted and stepped backwards without noticing right into the line of the walls. For whatever reason, the fact remains that Debbie was crushed alive as the rotating walls closed against the stationary one. This had to be an extremely painful and gruesome way to meet the end of your life. Could you imagine? Yeah, I know, probably very quick, but still very painful before your skull and chest is crushed. There's no doubt that Debbie suffered because people heard her screams. After this gruesome incident, Disneyland closed the ride for two days. They did keep the stage on which Debbie died remaining closed for a year after. 
Now, later on, they did install what are called sensory lights. These were installed in order to warn the operator if someone went too close to the walls. And additional changes were made by fixing breakaway walls in case the sensors failed. The ride remained operative until 1988. Then it was shut down and the building remained obsolete until it was refurbished in 1988 for a brand new attraction known as Innoventions. This is the story of a house. Not any ordinary house, but a house where the family plot leads through a creaking front door where spooky rooms stretch and all foolish mortals are welcome. A house known as the Haunted Mansion. Many of us know that there are ghosts currently at Disney right now. You just gotta wait in a nice little line for several hours and then you enter into the Haunted Mansion. So absolutely, ghosts do reside at Disney. However, these may not be the only ghosts that roam Disney. I'm sure many of you have heard all of the creepy, spooky tales about the ghosts that inhabit all of the parks. For Debbie is not the only person to die in the hands of Disney. However, to this day, there are urban legends and cast members that claim that they have seen her spirit and even heard her voice warning them and others to be careful at this unfortunate site. Although America Sings is no longer there, the building that housed it does still remain, and many claim that Innoventions is still haunted by Debbie Stone. friends, here we are. We are at the end of this episode. Thank you so much for checking it out and just coming here every week to listen to these crazy stories that I have for you. And believe me, some of them are freaking bizarre. The things that people do. I mean, really, someone should make a show about it. Oh, wait. Anywho's, I look forward to talking to you guys on the next episode of What the Actual Left where I'll tell you some heinous crime, maybe some strange disappearance, or some very spooky haunting. Hell, maybe I'll bring a tinfoil hat and get into conspiracies. No matter what the case I have for you, I will talk to you on the next episode of What the Actual Left. And guys, please don't forget to check out trailsclothing.com. Seriously, it means a lot to me. And before I go, thank you again to Trails Clothing. I love you guys and look forward to a wonderful future together. <laughs> it sounded like I was proposing to them. I mean, what do you say? Tune in next week to find out the answer of Trails Clothing to my proposal. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week, and I will talk to you on the next episode of What the Actual F. Until next time, stay safe, and I love you. Now go on. Yeah.